Welcome to Understanding the Bible with Pastor Stephen. This is episode 38, Be a Watchman on the Wall. So real quick, I just wanted to cover why I do this podcast and reiterate what the gospel message is and what I do here. So Matthew 28, verses 18 through 20 is the Great Commission. It says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. This is the last thing he said to them before he ascended up into heaven after he had been crucified and came back to life. Why I do this podcast is number one, to help fulfill that great commission. But it's not merely to tell people the gospel message about Jesus. Don't forget that part of the great commission that says teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. So God, Jesus himself, wanted us to make disciples. What is a disciple? It's not merely a follower. It's an educated follower that has strength and conviction and uh, understanding of the things that they have been taught so that it changes their life. So I try to help you understand the deeper things of God. That's why I do this. And one of the other, you know, a consequence of that is that I'm fighting the lies of the devil. We're in a spiritual war and we need to be strong to combat those lies. And I've done a whole series on the spiritual warfare that we have, good versus evil. I've been training my whole life to fight this, to fight evil. When I went to seminary at Baptist Bible College, I first went there to uh, actually learn to be a youth pastor. And when I got there, I realized that the number one thing we needed was for young people in this world to truly understand the Bible. So I switched my major, even though I became a youth pastor for about seven years, I switched my major to pastoral theology so I could actually dig deep into the theology of the Bible. And I learned a lot about fighting evil and bad people in the U.S. military and how to physically fight. I've learned a lot about the tactics, the battle tactics of an enemy. So I've been training both spiritually and physically for a very long time to fight bad guys, if you will. And for me, the intellectual arena of information, philosophy, religion, that's my battleground for now. In the words of Liam Neeson in the movie Taken, I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I've acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. I just thought that was cool. It's, it's not like I think more highly of myself than I ought. I know that God fights my battles for me and the angels even will not battle Satan himself. But I think it is important to understand the tools that God has given us to fight and to be strong enough to actually fight and stand up for things that are right. I just thought that was cool. But we are required to be not just fighters, but watchmen to warn people of what is coming. If you look at Ezekiel 33.1, it says, Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, speak to the children of thy people and say unto them, When I bring the sword upon a land, 
if the people of the land take a man of their coasts and set him for their watchmen. So think of medieval times. You've got a tower or you've got a a wall around your city and there's a watchman at night looking for the bad guys, right? Verse three, if when he sees the sword come upon the land, he blow the trumpet and warn the people. Then whosoever hears the sound of the trumpet and taketh not warning, if the sword come and take him away, his blood shall be upon his own head. He heard the sound of the trumpet and took not warning. His blood shall be upon him, but he that taketh warning shall deliver his soul. So he's saying you blow a warning that judgment is coming. The sword is coming. The enemy's coming. And if no one tries to defend themselves and stop it, when they die, their blood is on their head. So this is a metaphor for spiritual war. If you warn people of sin and the, the impending doom of hell and, and they don't do anything, it's their own fault. They've made their own choice. Verse six, but if the watchman see the sword come and blow not the trumpet and the people be not warned, if the sword come and take any person from among them, he's taken away in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at the watchman's hand. So if you see the judgment of God coming and you don't warn people and you had the opportunity to say something and you didn't, then when judgment comes and they die in their sin, you are responsible. Verse 7. So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. God is saying this to Ezekiel. Warn the people. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou dost not speak to warn the wicked from his way. That wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood will I require at thine hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it, if he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity, but thou hast delivered thy soul. So I'm not a prophet like Ezekiel. I don't speak for God, but I read his word. I'm a watchman as you should be. We cannot be afraid to call out evil and to warn people of the judgment of God. We're not bigoted for stating that the Bible or God says something is sin. We are to be watchmen and to tell people that the things they're doing are sinful because we love people and want to save them. They're the people in the city that God's trying to save. And he's using us as the watchmen to tell people, hey, God will judge us. There is hell after this life, but you have an option to go to heaven. Change your ways, right? We want to save these people, not condemn them. Like Jonah wanted to condemn Nineveh and let them all die because they were evil people. So you've got to be thinking with the right heart attitude and the right motive to save these people. They are not the enemy. The LGBTQ people and, and all the transgender people that are trying to destroy children's lives. These people are actually not the enemy. They are the tools of the enemy. The enemy is the devil. But you have to let them know that they're being used, that they are doing sin, that they are harming people. We have to stand up for what is right. We have to protect the fatherless and the widows. We have to call out evil when we see it because we want those people to change. Think of it this way. The thief on the cross, remember next to Jesus Christ, where he repented of his sin and God said, this day you'll be in paradise with me. He was a bad person that lived his whole life the wrong way. Never was a believer in God until that last moment. God changed him. Jesus Christ changed him. What if Hitler had done the same thing? 
in the bunker after World War II where he killed himself. What if he had accepted Christ at the end and he asked for forgiveness and realized everything he'd done is, was wrong? Well, you know what? He'd be in heaven because God doesn't want anyone to perish in hell. Look at what he did for uh, Saul when he was on the road to Damascus. Saul was hunting believers in Jesus Christ to torture them and kill them. God knows how many other people he had murdered believers in Jesus Christ. The first time Saul came on the scene, he was a young teenager holding the coats of those who stoned Stephen to death for preaching about Jesus Christ. Saul was an evil mass murderer who hunted followers of Jesus Christ. And he, on the road to Damascus, met Jesus Christ, became a believer. God changed his name to Paul, and he ended up traveling around the world, starting churches, and he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. So we need to understand that God does not want us to condemn people, but condemn the sin and try and get the people on our side because God will forgive them. Romans 10, 11 says, For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. Do not be ashamed to stand for what is right, to stand for Jesus Christ. Verse 12, For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. But, verse 14, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. We're supposed to be bringing glad tidings of good things. Jesus Christ, heaven, that your sins are paid for. You don't have to do these things anymore. This is supposed to be a joyful message, not hateful, not angry. It's hard to do sometimes. I get it. So what is the gospel message? It's real simple. Three points. Number one, man has sinned. Number two. Two, we've earned hell. And number three, all it takes is to choose to believe in Jesus. All right, so let me break it down. I'll read you three Bible verses. Man has sinned, okay? Nobody's perfect. There is nobody that's 100% holy, able to meet the perfect standard of the eternal God that created the universe. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Period. Everybody. At some point in your life, you did something wrong. That's all there is to it. Point two, we have earned death in hell. It is our wage. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. A wage is something you have earned. It is not something that is done to you. See, the wages of our sin is death in hell. And even before we sinned, we were born in sin. We have a sin nature that has earned us hell. Every human being, because of Adam and Eve and the devil, is destined to hell. Now check this out. God doesn't want us there. He offers a way out, Jesus Christ. This gift is free. It's our choice to believe Jesus Christ or not. We are already going to hell. Anyone who chooses not to believe in Jesus is choosing to stay in hell. God's not sending anyone other than Satan and his angels to hell. But God knows that you're destined for it because you can't go into heaven because you're not perfect. 
So he's holding out a hand saying, please come to heaven. You don't have to, you don't have to go to hell. It's your choice to go. So point three, all it takes is to accept the gift of salvation by choosing to believe Jesus is God. That's all there is to it. Romans 10, 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross paid our sin debt. So when God looks at us after we're dead and we stand before the judgment seat of Christ and God looks at us, he sees us through his son, Jesus Christ, having already paid for our sin. You, you can look at it this way. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord, as God, it's like you're in a courtroom and you're standing before God. He's the judge and God's listing all your sins and all the things you've ever thought and all the things you've ever said and all the things you've ever done that are wrong. And he's like, the judgment is death and hell. It's an eternal affront against God to commit a sin. Sin is not allowed in heaven. So banging the gavel, you're going to hell. Like that's just a done deal. That's the way every human being is. And Jesus is your lawyer. And Jesus stands up and he's like, uh, excuse me, your honor, permission to approach the bench. And God says, yeah, sure. Come on. And Jesus walks up to him and he says, I've already paid his eternal debt with my blood. And he shows the nail prints in his hands and his feet. And he shows the spear wound in his side from when the soldier stabbed him to make sure he was dead. And God looks at Jesus Christ, who is God. So God, the father sees that Jesus Christ, the eternal God has bled his eternal blood, which meets an eternal punishment of death. And God the Father says, he's paid for. You're free to go. Bangs the gavel again and lets you into heaven. That's the gift of Jesus Christ. We don't deserve it, but all we have to do is accept it and we're in. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. So that's the gospel message, guys. Real simply, it's called the Romans Road. Romans 3.23, Romans 6.23, and Romans 10.9 and 10. So that's all I had really for today, but I want to let you know what I'm doing in December. And before I do that, thank you to those who support me financially. All right. I have literally three supporters. I make $30 a month. Now I don't do it for the money, although I would like to be able to do this full time and not require a regular job. This is not feasible right now. So thank you to those who support me already. I've been able to purchase business cards. Um, I've even paid for a website uh, that's not up and running yet. And I'm saving for a webcam and better equipment. The money is going to good things and helping me to be able to produce this podcast. If you want to support me and help me get out the word of God, please share my stuff on social media. Tell people about my podcast, or you can even click the oval button under the podcast description that says support this podcast. And it's got a little picture of $3 bills on there. And you can choose to support me 99 cents a month or $4.99 a month or $9.99 a month. I would really appreciate that. Every bit helps. But I'm planning a question and answer episode sometime in December. I'm not sure when yet. So email me your biblical questions at angrypatriot42 at yahoo.com. That's the word angry patriot, the number 42 at yahoo.com. Now, this will be to clarify points that you have questions about in previous podcasts, and I'll give you short, simple answers to any new questions that you have. 
Um, obviously the podcast won't go in depth on a lot of things, but I'll give you a Bible verse and a, a short and sweet answer. Again, that's angry Patriot 42 at yahoo.com. And thank you for listening until next time. May God bless you all.